0: Well, we're in a series right now called Thanks Living and for last week and this week, what I want you to do is I thought it'd be better rather than you hear from me, I want you to see what it looks like lived out. Last week, John did a great job and I wanna thank you for reaching out to him and encouraging him as he's walking this journey with cancer. But today, you're gonna hear a very special story and I guarantee you, pull out your Kleenexes, because you're going to need them. I'm just going to tell you right now. But you're going to experience something that, yeah, I know what he's doing behind me. I, I can see him. <laughs> but, I, but I want you just to, to experience it. And I know a lot of you know um, Pastor Justin Moore. He is our executive pastor here. And this is his lovely wife, Amanda. So would you just welcome them, please? So... Wow, we were just talking about before we got up here, what an what a introduction for um, what we're going to talk about. So, all right, let's get right into it, okay? So uh, the church is probably wondering what in the world you have to say and, and the story about this. So why don't we go back to kind of where it started about, what, 2017, I think is what it was, and maybe you can tell us a little bit about the conversation that you two started having.
1: Yeah. So we had been talking about adoption for a while. Uh, we think about James 127, right? True religion is to care for orphans and widows. And we 'd had just kind of that conversation for a while. Of, what does that mean for us? What, what are we supposed to do in this? And we had had different conversations and then we got invited to uh, a conference, a generous giving conference by some good friends of ours. And we were able to go with them and We went down and, uh, you know, when you think about generosity, it's really easy for us to think about money, right? That's the thing that comes to our mind the first thing so many times. And we went down there and when we left, we left with a whole different perspective on generosity. And really what we talked about was God has given every one of us something to be generous with. And what is it in our life that we're supposed to be generous with? And so we were talking about it going, we have space in our home. We have an extra room. Uh, we're in the stage of life that uh, we could welcome in another kid into our family. We have this love to give. We have a desire. All of these different things. And we went, you know what? This isn't about finances, but we have been called to be generous with our life and give of our lives and give of ourselves. And we kind of left that conference, came home and prayed and went, we think we're being called into uh, adopting a child coming out of that.
0: So, so what was it like between the two of you? I mean, one of you comes the other, hey, have you thought about adopting or what, you, what was it like? Yeah.
2: Uh, Justin would talk off and on throughout our whole marriage about adoption here and there, and it would come up, and then, you know, we wouldn't talk about it for a while, and then it would come up some more. But once we went to that conference, I would say for sure was when we felt like, I think this is where God's leading us. There was a speaker at that conference, and I can't remember his name to credit him this, these are not my words, but he said he really challenged us as Christians to live a life that demands an explanation. That people you uh-huh. why, this doesn't make sense why you would do this or that. And so when I heard that, I was just like, okay, I, I think God is leading us this way. And so we, at that point, we're like, we want to adopt. And that's kind of when the journey began.
0: So did you get that down? Live a life that demands an explanation. That's a great word. Yeah. That's right. Okay, so tell us a little bit about, um, so you have two other members of your family. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about them and what was the conversation like when you talked to them about this?
2: Yeah. So they were two and four at the time, so this idea of adoption, they were like, okay, I'm, I, I get it, sort of. Maybe our two-year-old not so much, but our four-year-old understood, you know, we want to bring another child into the family. And uh, they were very, she was very open to it. And, uh, you know, I think throughout the years, we just waited so long on this journey. They were just like, okay, when's this going to happen? When's this going to happen? Because it just happened now. That, and she's 10, so she was four when we started. Wow. So Yes. So Kate
0: and Blakely. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um, so right now, if I'm in their seats, I'm thinking, okay, so you called the local adoption agency, but tell them what God put on your heart to do.
2: So we had talked about all different kinds of, you can take many different routes through adoption, fostering, international, domestic, so, but we really just kept coming back to China. We really feel like God is calling us to China. I can't explain it, but we just knew that that's where we were supposed to go.
1: Yeah, she so she came started. to me one day, because we've been talking about it, and she came and she said, I just feel like God just told me that we're supposed to adopt a little girl from China. And I remember thinking, like, that's on the other side of the world. <laughs> like, uh, that's not what I had in mind. And, and we kind of laugh about it and joke because... Um, I think it was important that God gave that message to her. You know, I, I, I watch her life and her walk with Jesus. So I know she was praying about it and spending time. And so when he told her that, I said, okay, I, I trust it. If God told you that, then that's what we're going to do. And for me, I hate flying. I hate traveling. Some of our friends know that. And so literally when she said China, I went, you've got to be kidding. That is so far away. But in that moment, uh, you know, I shared with you, I just felt like God whisper, how far are you willing to go? And that became, I think, the kind of the theme for our whole adoption story. Uh, Amanda was so confident in what she heard from God that I think that helped carry you through it of going, I know what I heard from God, like he's going to see us through. And for me, that kept coming back over and over again. How far are you willing to go? Little did we know how far that really was going to be.
0: Wow. Okay, so we're 2017, okay, so you begin to fill out the papers and tell us what happened.
2: Yeah, so we started the process and it was a long few years of paperwork after paperwork after home study and meetings with social workers and everything, but we, in 2017, started the process and we got all the paperwork done and then came the waiting and we waited and waited and waited until November 2019, we got the call that they had a match for our family.
0: Okay, so you're waiting for two years. Yes. Okay, this sounds like so much like in Genesis, the story of Joseph. Okay, so you're waiting for two years. Finally, you get the call and you've been matched and did, did they send you a picture or anything like that or anything at that time?
2: Yes, so the day I got the call, I was in Sam's grocery shopping, walking through the aisles crying, (laughs) and um, they got the call, and they sent us a picture of our daughter. She was um, around one and a half, and she was just standing there next to a crib in a diaper, just kind of staring at the camera, and I saw that picture, and I knew that this was who God had chosen for our family.
1: And we knew that it was something special at that time because there's kind of a process that normally the adoptions go through and how you get matched. And their message to you basically was, we can't really explain how this happened or why this happened, but we just got a call and long story short, we believe this girl is for you. And so we laughed about it. We said, the fact that they can't explain how it came to be (laughs) tells us exactly who was behind it. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly.
0: Okay. So... What's the next step then? Okay, now you've got a match, and the next step is to do what?
2: So we get a match at the end of 2019, and then it's just all the preparations and the final two documents you're waiting on to travel. So uh, November was when we were matched, and we were set to travel March of 2020.
0: Okay, now, did you hear that? So they just bought their airline tickets. You heard (laughs) the oh boy. Okay, so
1: what happened in, in March? I don't know that we need to remind everybody of that. But we, we were set to travel. I mean, we, we were set. We were starting to look at uh, airfares and, and getting the trip planned. And just everything looked like it was going kind of as planned. And then um, the adoption agency reached out. And they basically said, hey, just push pause. We're not going to schedule any flights. We're not going to do anything. Uh, there's kind of news coming out of China right now. And we think it would be better just to wait to see what happens. Yeah. And so then that uh, At that time, you think, okay, it's a couple weeks, it's a couple months, just like many of you experienced in in some of the the waiting or the ups and downs of of that season, Uh, but for us, it turned into years. Mm -hmm.
0: You know, you've seen this little girl, and you know that God's giving her to you. She's, what, a year and a half at that stage, almost two now. You're ready to go, you buy your airline tickets, and all of a sudden, we push pause, and I think. Justin, when we were talking, you said something about the fact that aren't we glad that we don't know ahead of time everything that's going to happen, mm-hmm. and rather that God walks us with this one mm-hmm. step at a time.
1: Yeah, yeah, we, we both have talked about that, that and, and you can share your pieces, but if we would have known maybe all of the obstacles or all of the things, how they would play out, uh, it would have been a lot harder to continue to take step after step, but instead God gave us just enough that, okay, take the next step. Hold on, just go a little bit further. And every time we did, we got a little bit closer and he walked us with it. But I don't know if you'd want to add anything to that.
2: Yeah. And I think, um, as I was filling out the paperwork and doing the whole process, I just, this whole time, I felt like a sense of urgency to get, get things done, get things done. I had no idea COVID was coming. You know, I had no idea what the future held, but I look back and I just see all these pieces of the puzzle, the waiting, the everything. And I just see God's faithfulness all along through our journey. Uh, the waiting got, especially hard the last year. So we were supposed to go March of 2020. We didn't end up going till this summer, uh, August 2023. Uh, But the last year of the waiting especially got really hard because uh, for about a year, the adoption agency and the orphanage that our daughter lived in, all communication just completely stopped. So they would reach out and ask how the kids are doing and we would get nothing, no response. So it was that last year, the waiting got really, really challenging and there were lots of tears because, you know, we would have calls with our adoption agency and at certain points they would say, you know, most of them were encouraging, but there became a point where they were like, you guys, we don't know what's going to happen. And that last year waiting got really hard because... There were really a lot of unknowns if we would be able to see or something. I mean,
0: you you guys were about to enter into one of the most difficult times in your life that Mm -hmm. you'd ever have to go through. And it wasn't just a few weeks or months. It ended up to be years. Mm -hmm. We were talking about this the other day. And remember, we talked about how God gives you Mm breadcrumbs. You know, it's like when you know it's of him and that waiting is so hard because that's one of his classrooms that he puts Mm -hmm. us in. Can you share with us some of the breadcrumbs that God gave to you guys individually and maybe as a couple that you knew God's still in this?
1: Yeah. Uh, You know, there there was many things along the whole journey, I think, as we walked with him just every day. It just seemed like uh, spending time with God. We were just reminded. It may not have been a new uh, breadcrumb, but it was a reminder of what he had done previously. And one of the examples of that was it was about the time where we were building the chapel, actually, And we had just committed to uh, giving a pledge to help build the chapel and and give the funds for that. And so we had done that, and then we decided to adopt, I think it was about two months after that. And so we hadn't set funds aside for an international adoption or anything like that. And so we were talking about it, going, okay, do we do both? Are we supposed to do one or the other? This is both, seems like God's plan. How do we navigate this? And we said, okay, we're going to honor the pledge we made to the chapel, and we will watch on the journey how God provides for the rest of it. And I went to lunch with someone on the board at that time, Jeff. And we were talking about just the chapel and building it. And I said, you know, Jeff, though, building a chapel is like stepping out in our adoption. We don't know where the funds are going to come from, but we believe that if we're called to do it, God's going to provide for what we need when the time comes. And so we're having this conversation. And, and, and literally, while we're at lunch and we're telling, I'm telling him this story, Amanda calls. And so we're sitting there at lunch and she goes, you'll never believe what was in the mail. And she goes, one of our friends sent us a card and it said, we believe God laid this on our heart that we were supposed to give it to you. And it was a check for the adoption. They wanted to give towards it. Yeah. Um, And so, I mean, it was such profound moments like that where God showed up and, and worked through other people. And like our friends in this, they didn't need to do that. But they said, literally, God laid it on their heart. And so while we're having this conversation at lunch, I mean, you just see how God orchestrates all of these details. And it was just a reminder for us to go back and go, okay, God was providing for this. He's going to see it through. We kept holding on to that. And uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you know, they, they, they have the phrase, you know, even if... And the whole time, we kept holding on to that, going, God, we just believe that you're going to do this. And even if you don't, we still love you. We still worship you. You're still good. And so it was amazing to have, have that reminder. One other thing that I guess I would share that, that I shared with you was there was a point during the adoption where we were on a call, and they basically came on and they said, we, have, we don't really have any good news um, Really, the, the good news is that China hasn't shut down adoptions. That, that's the only good news, but it's not looking real good. And obviously, we were pretty broken at that time. We were both struggling with it. And um, I guess I'm going to lose the bet of crying first. So we, we, I'm sure our staff has a bet on this. Um,
0: this is how God has changed this young man. Uh,
1: but in the moment, it was dark. It was about 1030 probably at night, I'm guessing. I just went outside and I, and I got down on my knees. And, and I believe that um, one of the best places just to talk with God is outside. Uh, when you can experience him, uh, you know, looking at the sky, things like that. And so fall down to my knees and I just cry out. I mean, I have nothing left. And so God, I don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. And at that moment, I'm, I'm looking up in this particular point in the sky, and a shooting star appears. And, you know, if it was just the star, we could sit here and go, well, it was just a shooting star. You got lucky, right? Not even close. In that moment, I just felt God's presence come over me. I mean, the hair, you know, on the back of my neck stood up, and I immediately, uh, God took me to Psalm 8. And in Psalm 8, it says, as I look at your heavens, as I see the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them? Who are human beings that you would care for them? I mean, all of this happened in, I mean, a split second. It it just happened so fast. And I just fell down. And I just was uh, weeping (laughs) a lot more than uh, what I'm doing right now. But... I just couldn't control it at that time. I mean, here God had just spoken in such a personal way. And I remember going inside and and Amanda was already in bed. I don't remember if I woke you up or what it was, but I said, everything's going to be okay. Everything is going to be okay. And it had nothing to do with the prayer being answered. I didn't know any better or more whether or not the adoption was going to go through or not. It, It was not an answer what I came in and I said was, God sees us. That's right. And I don't know that there's anything that we can give you more today than, than that. of God sees you, and he saw us in that moment. And what we were going through, it wasn't about him answering the prayer. It wasn't him, about him telling us what was next. It was just him reminding us in that moment, I see you. And, and that just changed everything for us. We both kind of got this piece and went back to that, even if. Even if it doesn't happen, God sees us. And it was just an ultimate peace, really, from then on out. yeah.
0: It was interesting because when we were in there talking, three of us, yeah. I was, I, before they came in, I just mm-hmm. finished working on my stuff for next week's message. And um, guess where I was in? Psalm 8. And mm-hmm. I told them that. And it was like, Justin oh. said, if you say Psalm 8... I'm, I'm out of here. So, anyways, but I mean, you just said some, man, some profound things. One of them is, is that first of all, you have to step out in faith first and then God will meet you. And that's what he did. But the second thing, isn't it true that when we go through difficult times, and I'm thinking about people in here right now. If you just know, even though if you don't know the answer, but you know God is right there with you, it makes all the difference in the world,
1: doesn't and, it? And the other thing I would say in that is it, it took a moment like that of being completely empty That's right. to recognize it and see it. Because up until that point, I'll be honest, I thought I could figure out the answer. It was, I can do this. We can make this phone call. We can do all of these different things. And there was still a little piece of control in that. And that was finally a moment of going, I have no control and that 's when God spoke, right yeah,
0: so if you want to hear the rest of the story you got to no i 'm just kidding i 'm just kidding, just kidding all right, so Amanda did you want to share anything about some of those difficult yeah. times that you had that you those years?
2: It was hard, it was very hard, but moments like that, like justin 's talking about, we just kept experiencing over and over and over again, and like he said. We did not have the answer. We didn't know yes or no if we were going. We wanted to know so bad, are we going to get our daughter or not? But in those moments, we just had complete peace and we were just at a point where we knew, like Justin said, even if this doesn't happen, God, we know you've taken us on this journey for a reason. and. I just believed that, you know, even if I don't see her on this side of eternity, I'm going to pray for her the rest of my life. That if I don't see her in this life, I'll see her in the life to come.
0: So, so let me ask you this: as a as a wife, as a woman, how did it make you feel knowing that your husband's in the Word?
2: Oh, amazing. I knew that God was speaking to him like he was speaking to me. And mm-hmm. at some points it was like me when I said, I know it's China. There were times where he said, I know this is what I'm hearing. And it was just like God talking to both of us just mm-hmm. so personally back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like, what's he telling you now? What's he telling me now? You know? And so um, we just felt just, yeah. it was, it was good. Very good. Mm-hmm. Did yeah. you want to say something
1: else? I was just say, Amanda said, you know, we had complete peace. I don't want to sugarcoat it and make it yeah. sound like it wasn't hard. There's a difference Tears. between how hard something can be in experiencing God's peace at the same time. This has been the hardest journey. It's still the hardest thing we've ever done. You can have joy in the moment, and you can have the pain and the heartache. And so I don't want to paint a picture that it's all sunshine right, and roses. Right. And it was such a peaceful moment. It was hard. Yes. It was really hard. But you can have both. Mm-hmm. They can exist together. Yeah.
0: Okay, so we fast forward now and over the next couple years now, all of a sudden COVID starts to go away a little bit and what happens then?
2: So we start hearing rumors that they're opening up visas and you might get to travel, but it was still a while before we even got the news. That was about the time that we just, all communication stopped. Um, So I don't know if you want to go into the visa situation. Okay, yeah, we got a
1: yeah. call on a special day. That... So we
2: get a call on July 20th of this year, 2023 and that was our daughter's fifth birthday. And our adoption agency called and said you you guys are in the second group over there to travel and go get your daughter. And it was on her fifth birthday we yeah. got the call.
0: So, so I remember Justin calls, Justin calls got me got and he there. goes, I may be gone for a while or whatever, yeah. but uh, uh-huh. okay, so this is from When a year and a half, now to almost five, and then on her birthday, Mm -hmm. you guys get a call. Yes. All right, so Mm -hmm. what happens from there?
2: So then we start scrambling because we waited all these years. And then they're like, we want you to come in like two weeks. And we were thinking, oh great, okay." So I had gotten my visa, um, but Justin, his is a little more complicated going to China with being a pastor. So we were advised to not apply for his visa until we had our travel date set. So we apply for Justin's visa within days of finding out that we can travel. They allowed us, they said, okay, you have to be here by August 21st. So it was July 20th, we got the call. August 21st, we had to be in China. And so it's still we,
1: halfway around the world. And it's, yes, yeah, and we right. don't
2: have his visa, so.
1: And those dates were moved back from and the original dates, ones. Yes, like it was. They,
2: were, they were like, okay, we'll give you two more weeks. So, um, so we applied for Justin's visa as fast as possible. And the first attempt.
1: And more waiting.
2: And then we just had to wait. We push submit and then we just wait. It was really hard. So we apply for his visa, and on attempt number one, his visa gets completely denied. They said, we will not issue him a visa. And at that point, whew, I got a little nervous because <laughs> I thought I was going to China by myself. 17-day trip. I thought, okay, so maybe I'm the one going halfway around the world by myself. So that was I mean, I mean, you,
0: you want to think after all this and then you get denied, you just kind of want to go, really? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's
1: like... Absolutely. I mean, in that moment, it was kind of like, okay, it's all coming together. The, the hard part was waiting. Now God's going to have everything just come together perfect. Yeah. And that first attempt, yeah, they, they denied my visa and I talked to the staff, and some of our staff would remember this. Before we even found that out, from the time we applied, we had already applied. But before we found out on the first visa, we made the decision, and we went ahead and I bought my plane tickets. We 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 believed that strongly, and we stepped out in faith, and we said, you know what, um, we're we're going to um, we're going to kind of risk this, so to speak. International flights aren't cheap. Some of you have traveled, and you know that. And we went. But God's seen us through it to this point. Surely, surely I'm going to be going. There's just been (laughs) too many breadcrumbs. There's been too many things. And so we went ahead and bought the tickets. And I remember that was just a leap of faith again, stepping out, going, God, we're going to buy the tickets, believing and trusting. And then we got denied. I got denied.
0: So do do you remember when you got denied, how long was it before you were
1: leaving?
2: So it was into August, the first week of August.
1: It was only it about was a week denied. before you were supposed to leave. I didn't,
2: we didn't know within, you know, the week before if he was going or not. So, yeah.
1: and so we reapplied. Uh, they said, you can you can reapply, you can try. It's a long shot if you're not being let in for religious reasons. The odds of them changing their mind are pretty slim. But again, we go, okay, God can do anything. It's kind of like if, if more obstacles keep building up, okay, God, you're just going to have to show up even bigger. And we're going to trust that. And so I wrote a letter to the uh, Chinese consulate kind of explaining what was going on. And w- what's kind of interesting, again, is we found out on Paige's birthday that we were going to get to go her. And it was at that time that I had made a comment. And I said, wouldn't it be like God for him to tell me that I'm going on my birthday? My birthday is August 15th. So we get denied. I get denied the beginning of August. We get the call that my visa was approved on my birthday.
0: So again,
1: God just having such personal little details in that. How can
0: people say God's not a personal Uh, God? I I mean,
1: you'd be crying. You'd be laughing. You just go, God, why are we going through this this way? It would have been easier. But we, we, um, we, we find that out. But the thing we ran into was my visa wouldn't be here in time. It would have to be sent in from China, or not China, Chicago, excuse me, the the consulate in in Chicago. And so Amanda was scheduled, our flights were scheduled to leave on Friday, and I wouldn't be receiving my visa until at least the following week on Monday. So pick up the story, Amanda has to board the plane and, and go to China by herself.
0: So let's go back a little bit. Um, when they opened it up, there were, there were just, there was you and one other family mm. that was able to go, right? Yes. And you guys connected with them, right?
2: Yes. They're a huge blessing. Uh, we found out the place we were going where our daughter lives, there was another family with a little boy who's two years older than her at the same orphanage, and so we would get to go together, and God just put this other, just sweetest family with us, I got to be on all my flights with them. They were with me like the whole entire way. And so he just puts people like that in your path just to walk with you. Uh, He didn't have to do that, but he did. And so I had another family that I got to travel with. So for the first seven days I was with them and we had a guide with our adoption agency helping us through the process and everything. So I was not alone, but I did, you know, stepping on that first flight from Wichita to Dallas I was like, okay, Lord, just help me do the next thing. That's right. And that's, that's right. What, what happened. That's cool. So he was with me. Yeah.
0: All right, so that had to give you a little bit of confidence, too, knowing that she wasn't going to be completely by herself. Okay, so now you head over there and share with a little bit about what happened in your travels.
1: Yeah, so we, um, I, I went a few days later. Amanda left on Friday. I left the following week, but again, in God's timing, it was amazing how it worked out. It was a blessing for our family. Uh, my grandfather had passed away in this time period, so I was actually able to stay and attend his funeral before I left. So, just a big blessing, and uh, it, it was really—it's really interesting. We we talked about it, and as hard as it was for us to be split up, it's what was needed because back to relying on God for everything, and in your own individual walk, God is the center of our marriage. But we each have our own individual faith and walk in that, and so we if we would have went together, we would have been able to rely on each other for some of the things that I think God wanted to separate us for so that we had to fully rely on him. So like for me, for traveling, I I didn't have her next to me there. I had to fully rely on him and showing up in an airport in China, not knowing where to go and how to get to where I was going. You talk about people crossing your path. Here, this lady comes up to me and she goes, where are you from? And I go, I'm I'm from the United States. And she kind of laughed and goes, I know. And and, uh, she goes, where in the United States? And I said, Kansas. And she goes, well, I'm from Colorado. And she was originally from China, and she was back visiting her family. And she goes, let me take you where you need to go. And she took me through security. She took me to the um, kind of the check-in area and asked what gate were we leaving from out of Beijing? I mean, just all of this. And it's just back to God places people on your path. And we're all placed on other people's paths. I hope you slow down and and realize that. But God used them to help us on that journey. But by us having to go by ourselves, it, it changed both of us separately how God needed to.
2: There were other people too, like flight attendants. Those of you that have traveled with young children on 15 hour flights know there's some challenges there. And there was a moment on the flight we were just having a hard time and there were lots of tears and the sweetest flight attendant comes up and just talks to our daughter and instantly our daughter calms down. She brings her a sandwich and just is talking to her. and it's like that God just puts people, I hadn't even seen her on the plane. I'm like, where did this lady come from? And she came up and she was just the sweetest lady. And our daughter just calmed down instantly. And I was just so thankful for her in that moment because it was very stressful at times. And people, God just puts people in our path right when we need them. Yeah.
0: So, um, so you went and picked her up and brought her home and i know that you're still going through a lot of uh, adjustments and things like that there was a time where where you needed to be together as Mm -hmm. a family for her Um, maybe you can just share with the church a little bit about how that's going and
2: yeah she's doing really really well Uh, she's adjusting and she's learning the language we've been blown away how fast she's learning english She's speaking full sentences. We've been home since the beginning of September. She's doing great. She keeps asking to go to school. And so she might start kindergarten in January. So we're very excited for that. And she's doing, just doing great. We do, you know, we have challenges. There are challenges there. But overall, we're just, we're so thankful to have her with us, especially this Thanksgiving. It's it's just different. And I told my family, I said, I'm probably going to just be crying at the Thanksgiving table. I'm sorry, but, uh, we've just waited for her for so long and, and our hearts are just so thankful that God, God uh, brought her to us. Mm
1: -hmm. You're seeing her just fit in really well. It's amazing. You can just see how God chose her for our family, the way she's bonding with the girls and just her walls are going down and you're just seeing the things that a five-year-old should be doing and laughing and joking and just, just the little things. You're seeing more and more of that come out. And so you can just see her comfort level growing, which we were talking about that last night, just getting ready for bed. And, you know, she was laughing and joking and, and it wasn't like that. Going she going to bed. <laughs> yeah. going you know, to bed. She's, she's just, all like those any things. other five-year-old. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it wasn't yeah. like that in the beginning. And mm-hmm. so you're just seeing her get more comfortable and just really uh, a piece to her. I think we have a family picture. If you yeah, want. we do. Let's, let's show, show the picture that.
0: of the family. There they are. <laughs> well, before we close, and I know there, we could be here all day talking about this, but I think there's probably some things that you wanted to share with the church about challenging them about where they are and what God is doing in your life and how you now are called to be a blessing and yeah. a comfort to others. So.
2: I think if there's anything from our story is that this is not our story. It's God's story that He's given us. And we're so thankful. And there's been so many times that I've looked back on the life of Abraham and how he was promised his son, Isaac, and from the time he got the promise till the time he actually had Isaac, there was 25 years there. And I think, man, Abraham waited 25 years on his son. and They had some challenges and maybe Abraham made a few mistakes here and there, but Abraham remained faithful to God. And in Romans chapter four, it just talks about Abraham and what he went through. And it said, um, I love this part in verse 20, it says, Abraham did not waver through unbelief. And I just love that, that he did not waver through unbelief, something that you go through, but he was strengthened. And it went on to say, he gave glory to God. And that's exactly what we've experienced, our faith. We've been strengthened, uh, and we just want to give glory to God for all that He's done in our life and in this story, in our daughter's life as well. Very good.
1: I think there's a few things I would kind of close with, and one is is I know our heart is with anyone that's waiting on something. Waiting is so hard hard and so I think just trying to encourage you through it that even when it is hard like we were talking about you can still experience joy and peace in those hard seasons they they both go together and something that we had talked about often was uh, making sure that our emotions and what we were feeling in the moment didn't drive our view of God and his character And so we really talked a lot about God is good, God is loving, regardless of what we felt in the moment, because there were some hard times and some lonely times and looking for answers. We went back to it and said, we know God is good. We know he sees us. We know that he is faithful. So there's a reason why we're going through this. And it's okay to feel the way we feel, but it's not going to change how we feel about God. And so I want to encourage you in that if you're having a hard time in waiting or just wherever you are and it feels like your emotions are up and down and causing you to question God and some of those things, take it to him, but trust in God's character first and let your, let your emotions be filtered through that and not the other way around. And then the other thing I would just say is, you know, if, if you're hearing the story today and you're hearing what we're sharing and you find yourself leaving going, that was a great story, I think you're missing it. And I'm going to challenge us a little bit today on this, that part of sharing this story, and I think why God wants us to share it, is to encourage and to challenge all of us to figure it out, what it is that we're supposed to step out in faith and do. You know, it's it's interesting. This month is National Adoption Awareness Month. Uh, I think about, yeah. Go I, figure! I, yeah, I keep lining it up. We, we had a children's choir out here and you see their faces and you just think about there's so many kids in our community and around the world. They, those kids just blessed us so much and brought so much joy to us this morning. And there's so many kids just like them that don't have a home, that don't have a family, don't have that support, won't get to experience that. And I wonder what our part in that is. What is your part in that? Maybe it's to adopt. Maybe it's just to help support a family who is adopting. Take, take a meal to a family who's fostering or watch their kids so they can have a break. There's, there's a part and a role for all of us to be able to do in that. And so it's not easy. And I know that you might be thinking, that sounds way too hard. I can't go through that. Following Jesus was never supposed to be easy. It wasn't, following Jesus isn't about a life of comfort and ease. It's about following him. And adoption is one of those things that it's amazing to hear the story. And we're so excited to have her home and adoption is great. But for those of you that have adopted or are adopted, you also know how hard it is because it's truly entering into brokenness. But Jesus, remember, he came and stepped into our brokenness. And he's right there with us, right in the in, in what we're going through. And so I just wonder, again, whose brokenness we're called to step into and be Jesus to them in that moment. That's when our light's going to shine, is when we're willing to go into the brokenness and step into those hard places and show them who Jesus is. So my challenge is to be praying about, again, maybe it's adoption and fostering and, and impacting kids in our community around the world. But Maybe it's you're going through something now and it's just God's challenging You need to go, hey, how do you point back to me and give me the glory through this? I'm going to walk you through and I'm going to see you through it. Or maybe, maybe it's time to try, pray that bold prayer and ask God, God, what is it that you're calling me to do? Where am I supposed to step out in faith, regardless of how scary it might be, how hard it might be? OK, God, I'm willing to follow you wherever, no matter how far, that is
0: Amen. Amen. well I'm so proud of you guys isn't they and they're amazing just so neat to see <clears throat> one of the things that and I want to close with this is that you know when you've spent time with Jesus you're not the same mm-hmm. and I remember uh, Amanda when you came back and I saw you in the, uh, in the atrium you came back just after you had come back and I told Lori I said she is different And it's because of what God's been doing in your lives. So let me pray, and then I'm going to give you the the benediction and dismiss you. Heavenly Father, thanks for this day. Thank you, Father, for Justin and Amanda. And thank you, Father, for their willingness to be used by you as your instruments to tell your story. Father, we're so thankful for how you brought this about and how you brought this, this little girl into this family. To where she is loved where she's going to grow up knowing all about you about who you are and most important about what you did for her i pray lord god that you would continue to use this family and i'm believing father that this is a story that needs to be told this is a story that needs to be heard not because it's justin and amanda's story but it's because of your story it's your story of redemption. Thank you, Father, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you please stand? I want to dismiss you with the the benediction. I pray you have a happy, happy Thanksgiving. I pray that you take time to be with your family and just say to God, thank you, God. No matter where we are, thank you, God, for who you are and what you've done in my life. Receive the benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his joy, his strength, and his peace. God bless you. Have a great week. We'll see you next week.